0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church. An outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message.
1: Isaiah chapter 10. In verse 27 it says, It shall come to pass in that day. That his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. So the anointing, what it does is it destroys yokes and it removes burdens from people's lives. And, of course, his yoke, the yoke there that it's talking about, we know is referring to the devil. Because we know through the New Testament that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We're not just dealing with humans. Humans are not really our problem. It's demons that will work through humans and work through other things as well to try to be a yoke to us. To try to bring us into bondage. And so... The anointing comes to destroy the yoke that the devil tries to place upon our life. Destroy that that thing that he tries to bind you with. God doesn't want you bound by anything. And he's provided an anointing to set us free. Well, how does that anointing work? We've got to have faith in it. And Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. So we need to hear the word of God concerning the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Specifically. If we want to have faith in the anointing. And you want to have faith in the anointing. Because again, faith activates the anointing to destroy the yokes and removes the burdens. Now over in Luke chapter 4. Jesus himself. When he was about 30 years of age. Was anointed by God. Now, you know, we know Jesus was God who manifested in the flesh. But when God took on flesh in the person of Jesus, when he took on human form in the person of Jesus, he had emptied himself, going to Philippians chapter 2, of all his divine attributes. In other words, he wasn't omnipresent anymore. He couldn't be everywhere at the same time. He wasn't all-powerful in himself. He had taken on the form of a human being. He had emptied himself of all these powers. He wasn't all-knowing. He didn't know everything like God knows everything. So he needed God the Father to work through his life. So how did the Father work through his life? Well, one of the ways he worked through his life was by anointing him. And so Jesus had gone down to the River Jordan where John the Baptist was baptizing people. And so Jesus went down there to be baptized also, and when he did, the Bible says the heavens were opened, and the Spirit of God came upon him. In fact, it's over in Matthew chapter 3, and in verse 16, it says, When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. So here Jesus comes up. He's been water baptized. And the Spirit of God comes upon him. And then Jesus goes out and begins to preach. And he goes into the synagogue. And the Bible says in Luke the fourth chapter. And in verse 18. Jesus stood up. He took the word of God. And, of course, what they had back then was just the Old Testament. They didn't have the Old and the New Testament. They just had the Old Testament. So it was probably more like a scroll. They didn't probably have like King James or a leather-bound Bible. And, uh, you know, they unrolled it. Jesus laid it out there in front of them. And he found the place in Isaiah. And this is what he read. The Spirit, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So Jesus says, he's, and then he went on to say, this scripture, he, well, verse 20, it says, Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So Jesus is reading from the prophet Isaiah. And it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he says, this is being fulfilled right now in your hearing. In other words, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This isn't just something that we're reading about in Isaiah any longer. The Spirit of the Lord is here right now. And he is upon my life. And why is he upon your life? Well, like Isaiah said in chapter 10, it's to destroy yokes and remove burdens. But here, he elaborates on it even more. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, gospel means good news. It's good news. So we can just say that. He's he's anointed me. He's anointed me. Everybody say anointed me. Anointing. We're talking about that anointing. What is that anointing? It's the Spirit of the Lord coming upon a person. It's the Spirit of God coming upon a person. Here it's come upon Jesus. For what purpose? He's anointed me to preach the gospel. Or preach good, declare good news. God's got good news. Good news for you, not bad news. You know, a lot of folks like to run around and, and tell bad news. As soon as they as soon as they hear something bad that happened, they just can't wait to find somebody to tell it to. And I think that's why the news media does so well in our world. All these different news outlets, they do so well because most of it's bad news. Bad news. Negative. Negative. And a lot of times people are drawn towards negativity. I don't know. Maybe it's because misery loves company, like I say, right? People are experiencing misery in their life. And I don't know. Maybe it makes them feel better to hear that there's more misery going on in the world. Now, the way to feel better is to hear some good news. Don't, don't seek out to hear misery. Because that's not God's news. That's not what God's broadcasting. God doesn't have bad news for you. Isn't that good? It's good that God's got good news for you tonight. Somebody say, God's got good things that he wants to say to me. Now and always. You know, that's that's, that's a good way to help you hear from God is by listening for good things. Listening for good because he's in the good. God's in the good news. But if we have an ear for bad news and negativity, and that's what we're listening to and that's what's coming out of our mouth. See, that's going to hinder us from hearing from him. And we need to hear from God. We need to be led by the Spirit of God in life. Thank God he will lead us. But we've got to be people that are listening for something good. Something really good. Sometimes people say things like, it's too good to be true. It's just too good to be true. See, that is a person that has set themselves up not to be able to believe the Bible. Not to be able to believe God. Not to be able to even hear from God. If you walk around with that kind of attitude, it's too good to be true. I mean, just get that out of your mouth. Because that's just setting you up to not be able to believe something really good going to happen in your life. Now, nothing ever good happens to me. I don't know. And people are just expecting negative things to happen to them. Uh, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the anointing of God. The anointing of God comes upon a person, came upon Jesus to proclaim good news, good news. So we want to receive of that anointing, don't we? we wanna, so you've got to be a recipient of good news, of good things. And you know, you think you don't have to even talk about that, that, that should be, that's just automatic with people, and it's not automatic with people. A lot of people are very geared in, for negativity. That's where, they're, that's where they're geared towards, is negativity, negativity, but, and, ne- and, and, and bad news, bad news, bad news. But you and I are renewing our mind and gearing ourselves towards good news. Can you say amen? So preach the anointings upon me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Now it says, "Heal the brokenhearted." But how many people know Jesus didn't just heal hearts? How I many you people know He healed people's bodies? Right? He healed their bodies. He healed cripples. He healed people that had fevers. He healed people that were blind. He healed people that were deaf. He healed people physically. So, He heals the brokenhearted, and proclaims liberty to the captives. How many people know a person that's that's sick is a captive? He's a captive of Satan. He's in bondage to Satan. And so he wants people to be delivered. He wants them to be liberated from these things. What does it? Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he's anointed me to do it. No, it's words, Jesus couldn't do it without the anointing. In fact, he never did anything. He never healed, delivered anybody. There's no record of him doing a single miracle until this anointing came upon him. Now after the anointing came upon him, the first miracle that he did was turn the water into wine at that wedding feast. And it says, this beginning of miracles, Jesus did. And that's important to know because you know there's some folks that think Jesus, you know, when he you know when he came out of his mother's womb, he was he was doing miracles. As a little child, he was he was he was he was playing with his play-doh. And he and he and he and he created a bird. And then he threw the clay up in the air and it flew away. It became a bird. never happened. You know? Again, Greek mythology has gotten mixed in with a lot of people's ideas about Jesus. But let's just stay with the Bible. He didn't do any miracles like that. There were no healings and deliverances until he was anointed to do so. He was anointed to preach good news. He was anointed to heal the broken hearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Well, over in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the apostle Peter, he stood up and started preaching. The anointing came on him. He was anointed. He began to proclaim good news, and he began to declare Jesus. And he said in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So again, Jesus was anointed to do what he did. Because again, he was a man. He had become a human being, just like you and I. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and anointed him. And he didn't just proclaim good news, but he went about doing good. He went about doing good. You know, when you proclaim good news, when you proclaim the Word of God, be a doer of it, be a doer of the Word. Because God, when He speaks, His words are not just letters, but it's with power. In other words, He's a performer of what He says. So if you read it in the word, expect to see it in your life. If you, if you could see it in the word, see it in your life. See it happen in your life. Jesus proclaimed good news, that he didn't just proclaim good news, but then he went about and did the good that He proclaimed. He talked about healing and he healed. He talked about deliverance, and he delivered. He talked about blind eyes being open, and he opened blind eyes. He did what he said. And God will back us up when we speak his word also. You know, we see that over in Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 16. He said in verse 15, he said to them, said to his disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news to every creature. Now, wait a second. How can you do that? How are you to preach the gospel to every creature? Jesus needed the anointing to do it right. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. So if Jesus needed the anointing to preach the gospel, then it stands to reason that if you're going to preach the gospel, you need the anointing too. You need the anointing too. Well, if you hold your place in those places and you go to Acts chapter 1... Jesus, after he rose from the dead, he said to his disciples, he says in verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Notice that you shall receive what? Power. Power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So he's saying this here where it's recorded in Acts chapter 1. This is Jesus giving the great commission to his disciples. The same thing that he's doing over in Mark 16 except Acts chapter 1 is saying some of the things Jesus said. And then Mark 16 is picking up some more of the things that Jesus said. When he was telling his disciples what they would do now, now that he was going to the Father. So he says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. Then in Mark 16, he says, Go into all the world. So you can put it all together. Go into all the world. So you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in all the earth. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. To every creature. In other words, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you means God has anointed you, just like He has anointed me. That's what Jesus is saying. Just like He has anointed me, He is anointing you now to go in His in this power of His Spirit to preach good news. He who believes, verse sixteen, and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. So, again, if you, if you don't believe, then that power won't do a thing for you. The anointing won't do a thing for you. But if you believe, you'll be saved. You'll be saved. That word saved there means delivered. Deliverance from every evil thing. So you'll be saved. You'll be delivered from every evil thing. Verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. How many people know Jesus cast out demons? Well, how was he able to do that? Because the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Because he was anointed to do it. See, that's how he did what he did. And now he's saying, that anointing is on you. As a disciple of Christ, that anointing is to be upon your life to do the same thing. In my name, cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So the anointing on your life enables you to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Now you see, you've got to have faith in this anointing for it to work in your life. You've got to know that God has this anointing for you. And if you've received the anointing, and a a lot of Christians, they've received the anointing with the evidence of speaking in tongues. A lot of folks have got that far. They've received the anointing, and they speak in tongues. But that's not all there is you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be preaching the gospel, declaring the gospel, sharing the good news with people. Well, I'm afraid I'm not going to know what to say if I try to minister to somebody. So you have confidence in yourself, which isn't much confidence at all. You don't have confidence in the anointing. That the anointing is upon me to do this. The anointing is upon me to say what I need to say. To be able to help people get saved. To help convict them. Now, not everybody's going to get saved. Jesus said that. He said, you know, you'll share the good news. And he says, he who believes will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. Just because they don't believe that doesn't mean you did something wrong. you got to know that. You know, you don't start feeling insecure. Well, they didn't believe. I've, I've, I've tried this before. And they didn't believe. Well, first of all, we don't just try things. We believe the Bible and act. Upon the word of God in faith. We have confidence. We trust God. I'm anointed. I'm anointed to declare the gospel. Say it. I'm to the gospel. Hallelujah. You're anointed to declare the gospel. Just as a believer. That's for every believer. As a disciple, he said, Those who believe in my name, they'll cast out demons. In other words, they're going to be anointed to do this also. It's contagious. The anointing is contagious. You understand? It got on Jesus. And then Jesus told his disciples, the Spirit of the Lord is going to come upon you. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. This is what you're going to do. Those who believe, this is what they're going to do, too. They're going to be able to do these things also because they believe. And because they believe, not only are they going to get saved, not only are they going to get healed, not only are they going to get the demons cast out of them, but if they believe, they'll also receive the same anointing of the Holy Spirit to go out and do the same things you're doing. They'll be able to cast out demons too. Man, God wants everybody doing this. Jesus wants to multiply himself in his church. He wants to multiply himself in the lives of believers. That's why we're called the body of Christ. The body of Christ. 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 What is Christ? Christ is a Greek word that means anointed one. We are the body of the anointed one. So for the body of the anointed one, is the anointed one anointed? Well, then his body would be anointed. Because he's the anointed one. He's anointed. And we're a part of him, part of his body. And so we're anointed. With what? With yoke-destroying, burden-removing power. With gospel declaring power, liberating power, setting captives free from oppression. To go about and do good and heal all those who are oppressed of the devil. Because God's with us. God's with us. Hallelujah. Just as he was with Jesus, he's with us to do the same thing. So you need to know this, that you have this anointing. That it, and especially you're speaking in tongues. You have this anointing. So don't just settle for speaking in tongues. Get the whole thing. Get the whole package. Everything that comes with the anointing. Be a yoke destroyer. Get confidence that you have yoke destroying, burden removing power. When you get to proclaiming, it's anointed. When you talk Bible, it's anointed. I don't want to. Th- I don't want them to think I'm just like a Jehovah Witness. Jehovah Witnesses aren't anointed. Well, I don't want them to think that just, I'm just like a Mormon, you know, and I'm just going around, you know, like trying to get converts. Well, they're not anointed. There's a big. You see, you've got to understand. There's a big difference between you and a religious person, or somebody that's involved in some kind of cult. There's a big difference. You're anointed. You got the Spirit of God upon you to back you up and to empower your words so that your words cut to the heart. And bring the very reality of the things you're talking about into these people's hearts. So that faith comes. Faith arises on the inside of them. And they can see and believe and know Jesus is real. Because when you talk about Jesus, it's anointed. If you believe in the anointing. Because faith, believing, activates it. So if you're not believing in the anointing, and it's just you trying to convince them. I mean, you know, you're trying to convince them, and you're, tell, you're telling them your story, your testimony, you're doing everything you're to do, but it's all you. Trying to convince them. Then there's a good chance they're not going to get it. Now they might, you know, God's merciful. They might just believe the message, hallelujah, and get saved. But God has given you an anointing to help destroy the darkness and deception that blinds them from believing the message. So they might be able to get it without you having faith in the anointing. But the best way to really make sure that these people really get a hold of the message is that you put faith... In the anointing of God that when you speak, lights go on. Lights go on. The Spirit of God goes on them, moves upon them. He's teaching them. He's opening their eyes. Hallelujah. Got to have faith in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He's working through you. So thank God that we can do this. We can proclaim the gospel in faith knowing that God has anointed us to do it. We have supernatural ability to share this good news. And then God will back it up. And just like it says here in verse 19 of Mark 16. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Notice that. So first it says, after the Lord spoke these things, he was received up into heaven. And what did he do? He sat down. Do we have any participation here tonight? He sat down at the right hand of God. Notice this, next verse. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. Now, wait a second. It just said he went to heaven, he sat down. Now it says the Lord's working with them. He's working with them, doing what? confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Well, the signs were what? Casting out demons, laying hands on the sick, right? He was working with them. Well, you see, if he's sitting in heaven, how is he working with them on the earth? That's the Holy Spirit. It's the Lord, the Holy Spirit, that's working with you and I here on the earth. He's the one working with us. Second Corinthians chapter Four, I believe, says the Lord is the Spirit. The Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So you see, the the Lord is the Spirit, and He's with us. And as we're proclaiming liberty, where He is, there's liberty. So, man, you proclaim liberty, and He brings liberty. He brings freedom. You start talking about Him, and He shows up. You got to watch out when you come to church. He shows up as faith rises up, as faith rises up in his presence, in the anointing of God that's with us, that's helping us. He's here tonight, and he wants to help you. He wants to help us tonight. So we're here drawing on the Holy Spirit. We want to receive of that anointing tonight. We're looking for supernatural help tonight. We're not just sitting here trying to get an educated head and be taught something. Pastor Stephen Frazier. No, no, no. Pastor. Why do we say pastor? No, no. I said, why do we say pastor? But thank you. Why do we we say pastor? Well, it's because we are putting our faith in the anointing. In the anointing. Notice here, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse... 7, it says, But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, and we're just reading that in Mark 16, Acts chapter 1, he was received up into heaven. When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, is what he said right before he left. That's what's going to happen. That's the gifts. It's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He led captivity captive, gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended. What does it mean but that? He first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying or the building up Of the body of Christ. Now, notice, Jesus said right before he ascended into heaven, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Over in Mark 16, he says, You're gonna declare good news. You're gonna cast out demons. You're gonna heal the sick. You're gonna be witnesses unto me. When he ascended on high, it says here in Ephesians, He gave gifts to men. He gave gifts to men. And what are they? Well, verse 11. He himself gave some to be apostles. Some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. See, there are specific anointings that God places upon people to minister his gospel to his people. To build up the body of Christ. We're all... Called to be anointed by God, filled with the Holy Spirit, anointed to proclaim good news, to cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, praise God, cause increase of the body of Christ, spread the good news, spread the power of God, get other people anointed, hallelujah. We're all anointed with a general anointing to do these things. That's the general anointing of God, to be witnesses, to do some of these basic things we could say. But then God has anointings for specialists that he raises up in the body of Christ. And he names them here apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. There's an anointing to be an apostle. It's not the same anointing that's on the prophet. The prophet, he has a specific anointing. And then there's the anointing for an evangelist. Which isn't the same anointing that is on the prophet. Same spirit, but different anointing. And then there's the pastor. There's an anointing to pastor God's people. And then a teacher. And actually, there's five different anointings to help build up the body of Christ. So not everybody, we're all anointed to proclaim good news. But not everybody's anointed like an apostle is to proclaim the word of god not everybody's anointed like a prophet is to proclaim and minister the word to people or an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher not everybody has that anointing so just because you're anointed with a general anointing to share good news doesn't mean you have a specific specialist anointing you understand so we, we understand that. And we need to understand that because if we think, and there's some people that think, well, you know, we're all anointed, and so, you know, we all have the Holy Spirit, and so nobody's, you know, more special than anybody else. Well, nobody's better than anybody else in the body of Christ. We're all, we've all been made the righteousness of God. God's no respecter of persons. We understand that. But there are specialties. There are specialty anointings. People that are anointed with a, with a special anointing that not every believer is anointed with. And we need to recognize those anointings. Why? Because, again, it's faith that activates it. So the one ministry needs to have faith that he's anointed to do it. So if I'm, if I'm a pastor called of God and anointed to him, then I have to have faith in the anointing to pastor God's people. I have to have faith in that. But then the people have to have faith in that anointing to be able to receive the fullness of what God wants to do in their life through that anointing. So if you just look and say, well, that's Billy Bob up there. Or Steve Boy. You know, that's just Brother Steve. Well, you could say Brother Steve. But a lot of times, when people are saying, Brother Steve, they're not recognizing that Brother Steve has the anointing of a pastor upon his life. By not acknowledging it, they're really many times showing they really don't have faith in it. And so guess what they're going to receive of that pastor's anointing? show. You know what they're going to get? They're going to get Brother Steve. They're going to get just the general anointing that is on Brother Steve's life. But God has anointed me to be a pastor. So I have a special anointing that you don't have. I got something you don't have. But God wants you to receive of that. He wants to do something special in your your life. That's why you go to church. Because you need this anointing. Because you don't have it. That's why you need to be connected to a pastor. God has ordained that. And then being connected to a church and a pastor, God will bring in, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, as he leads that pastor, to bring in apostles, prophets, evangelists, uh, and teachers and so on, other ministry gifts in to help the body of Christ grow and develop. You understand? So the Lord spoke very clearly to me when I was at Bible school. He spoke to me, evangelist. That was the first thing he said to me, evangelist. I mean, when he spoke that calling uh, to me, it was like, it was tangible. It was like I swallowed the word evangelist. I remember I was sitting right there, you know, in a certain class at school, Bible school. And I was sitting there, and I had already prayed. I was wondering, you know, what the Lord, you know, had called me to and things. And I was sitting in class... And it just dropped down inside me. I mean, I literally, it wasn't even like food. You know, it was like, I don't know, some of you won't be able to relate to this because we have cell phones now, but how many people remember those telephones? You know, a payphone, And you, you stop it like by a gas station or somewhere, and, and they had these, it was called payphones. It was right after the dinosaurs had died. <laughs> they had these payphones. And so if you wanted, to, if you were out on the road, you didn't have a phone. You can just call people or text people. You, you, you know, if you really needed to talk to somebody, you would look for some change. And you would pull over. You'd find a payphone, and you would, And you would drop that coin. You'd put the coin in there. And you'd hear it drop down in there. You hear that coin? That's exactly how it was. I felt it just drop down just like that. It's like from my mouth to my stomach. But it dropped in there. Just, evangelist. So it was a real calling. God dropped that on the inside of me. So I knew at that point on, God has called me to be an evangelist. But then, after that, after I had graduated, then I served the Lord for a couple of years in ministry. And I was praying because I knew there was a transition coming. I knew there was something else he had called me. He was, he was He was, wanting me to do other than what I was doing at that time, working with this particular church. And as I prayed about it, the Lord spoke Very clearly to my heart. And he said, go apostle a church in Louisville, Kentucky. That's the words he used. Go apostle a church in Louisville, Kentucky. So I knew that's, that's what we were supposed to do. Come here and start the church. And that was like 26 years ago. So there's an anointing God placed upon me to do what I'm doing. Now when I minister, sometimes I'm ministering as pastor teacher. But then sometimes, you know, that evangelist anointing. Is there to minister to people, and the evangelist anointing will do things that the pastor anointing can't do, or the teacher anointing can't do. See what I'm saying? So there's that evangelist anointing. So there's this pastor anointing, because you know, if you're apostle in a church, you know, any apostle that apostles a church is functioning with a pastor's anointing on his life. Really, the apostle anointing many times covers all five ministry gifts. Apostle, obviously, but also prophet. He's, he's got to be prophetic in starting churches and things, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Many times he touches on all five of those ministry gifts. And so I've seen that as pastor of this church. I've seen that where I've touched on all five of those ministry gifts. <clears throat> now, the thing is, is to grow in faith concerning This anointing, these anointings, these specialty anointings are all my life. My wife, she could teach, she could preach. God spoke to her actually years back about do the work out of evangelist. He spoke that to her out of the scriptures. He spoke that to her heart. So she also has that evangelist about her. It also has the anointing of a prophet on her life. And she flows in that prophet's anointing as well. But if you don't have faith in that as the congregation, then you're going to be limited in what you receive from us. And we need to have faith in it. We need to know we're anointed to do these things so that we'll step into that anointing and activate it ourselves. So we want to activate it in our life when we minister, but then you have to activate it in your life to receive from it. All right? So I think it's in Matthew the 10th chapter. Matthew chapter 10. We got to go further in the anointing of God, receive more than we've ever received. How many people know we haven't received all that this anointing has for us? I mean, like I said, a lot of Christians, they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. The anointings come upon them, and the most they've done is speak in tongues. They're not not walking in the fullness of that anointing to be a witness. They're not walking in the fullness of that. Why? Because their faith isn't there. Because they don't, they don't fully believe. you got to fully believe if you're going to walk in the fullness of the power of the anointing or grace or gift of God that's on your life. You understand? Well, I want to walk in the fullness of that apostolic anointing. I, I want to walk in the fullness of that evangelist anointing. I, I want to walk in the fullness of that pastoral anointing. We haven't walked in the fullness of it yet. But that's going to be a combination of what I believe... And what you believe. Because even Jesus himself. Was limited. In what can he, 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 he functioned in all five. Offices. He had all five anointings on his life. You know. Jesus had the spirit of God upon his life. Without measure. You and I receive measures of Christ's gift. We receive measures. Did we just read that in Ephesians chapter 4. Let me, let me read that again to you. Regions four 4.7. To each one of us. Grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Notice that. According to the measure of Christ's gift. And then you go over here to John, John three. Well, you talk about the anointing, you end up all over the Bible. Just all over the place. And it says in verse 34, for he whom God he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the Spirit by measure. For the Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Notice this. Jesus has the Spirit without measure when he was walking the earth. He had the Spirit without measure upon his life. But then we just read in Ephesians 4. To each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. You see that? So we have a measure of. Of the anointing of God. And you can have different measures. Of the anointing. But Jesus. When he was walking the earth. He walked in the fullness. Of all the anointings. He had all the anointings. Without measure. Upon his life. He had all things. All anointings. Functioning in his life. But even Jesus. In Mark the 6th chapter. Holding your place in Matthew 10. Mark the sixth chapter. Notice in verse one, it says, Then he went out from there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? So they were hearing about all these things that Jesus had been doing. And they said, verse 3, Is this not the carpenter? Isn't this brother Jesus? Isn't this brother Jesus? The son of Mary and brother of James? James? And so forth and so on. And they were offended at him. They were offended at him. Notice what Jesus said in verse 4. A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in in a circuit teaching. Notice that Jesus stands up in his own hometown, and he's anointed. He just finished saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news, to heal, to deliver, to set captives free, to do all these things. And they looked, and they said, and they recognized Man, he's preaching with authority. He's talking with authority. I mean, I mean there's power in his words. Man, there seems to be like a flowing brook of wisdom that's coming out of his mouth. It don't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. This is, this is we know this kid. This is Mary's boy. We grew up with him. Who does he think he is getting up there, acting like he's anointed with the Holy Spirit like that? And they were offended at him. They got mad at him. And he couldn't, do, he couldn't do much of anything there. This is Jesus. Jesus has the Spirit without measure on his life, but he could there do no mighty works. He was greatly hindered because of what? Because of their unbelief. He marveled because of their unbelief. He marveled because of their unbelief. So, how people receive the anointing on someone will determine what that anointing can do in their life through that person. And so, that's why here in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus said, verse 41, let's, let's go back to verse 40. He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. Let's all remember, you know, as witnesses, anointed of God, we're, we, we represent Jesus. We represent Jesus. He who receives you, receives me, Jesus said. We represent Jesus. we got to remember that as we go out through our day and everything we do. We represent Jesus. Verse 41, he who receives a prophet... In the name of a prophet. In other words, you you reckon that's a prophet. And you call it. That's a prophet. I name it. I call the name prophet. Shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Notice that. So how you receive somebody, what you call them... Is key to what you receive from them. If you can't say. Prophet. Then you're not going to receive. A prophet's reward. If you just say. Sister Jane. Then you receive. A sister Jean's reward. If you receive. A person as just a brother. As a you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Praise God for that. Then that's what you receive. You receive a righteous person's reward. But if you receive an an apostle, you recognize an apostle as an apostle, you call him an apostle, you say, that's an apostle, and you come to receive that apostle's anointing, then you're going to receive an apostle's reward. And an evangelist's reward, and a prophet's reward, it goes right down the line. You understand what I'm saying? So we don't want to just get into familiarity with people according to the flesh. That's what they did in Jesus' own hometown. They just knew him according to the flesh. And he had flesh. He was a human being. He was a person just like them, you know. He didn't walk around like the, you know the paintings have him of the of the halo. Jesus didn't have this halo or this glow about him, and people looked. No, the Bible said there was nothing about his appearance that you would desire him. There was nothing about how he looked that would make you say, oh, ooh." ooh. No, he looked like he looked like you. He probably looked like Michael Shook. Michael, will you stand up and look at the camera? Michael's got, Michael's got the beard. So I think... My, he probably looked a lot like Michael Shook. Can any good thing come from a Shook? Of course, if he's anointed. Right? Right? <laughs> See, so we, have to, we have, to, you know, have to watch about that because well, we, 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 we're, we're humans. Jesus was a human. The apostles were humans. Pastors are humans. Evangelists are humans. And so we could just see the humanity and miss the divinity. We can miss the power of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God, the specialty anointing that God has placed upon their lives. I mean, it starts with you. You've got to learn to look in the mirror at yourself and say, you're anointed. I'm anointed with the Holy Spirit. I'm no mere man. I'm not just human. I am supernatural. I'm anointed with the Holy Spirit. I destroy. I cast out demons, man. I heal the sick. My hands have healing power to heal the sick. I can deliver people and set captives free. Come on. You got to start talking in that way about yourself. You got to see that about yourself. How can anybody else believe that about you if you don't believe it about you? They're not going to believe more about you than you believe about you. You got to know that you're anointed with the Holy Spirit and start declaring it, declare it. And then when it comes to ministry gifts that God has placed, ministry gifts that God has placed in your life, man, you need to call it what it is. Say, "Bless God, man." I'm going to receive of that anointing tonight. Hallelujah. I'm going to receive of that anointing. Praise God. It's a yoke to strength. If you want to know more about these anointings, just get in the Word of God and and look at what an apostle looks like. You know, and we can get into that maybe next time. I'll just give a scripture or two for each one. We're not going to get into a big study on that unless the Lord says so, but I'm not planning on it. But apostles, you know, prophet, evangelist, let's look at Philip. What did Philip do? What, What does an evangelist do, right? Test out demons, all kinds of great things like that. Healing, miracles. Where are they? You know, let's see them in a greater measure. We've had them sporadically. Here and there. But let's have it in a greater measure now. How are we going to do that? Talking about it, getting in faith about it, getting stirred up about it, receiving from it. Praise God. We get more faith in these things, we're going to see a... A greater flow of these anointings flowing in, into our lives and through our lives. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's stand on our feet tonight.
0: That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at LOFBC.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.